0: Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. We're in Philippians, and we're going to go through there, and I'm going to kind of just kind of not do what we normally do, but I am going to take this verse that's here because it's Christmas, and we'll talk about that in verse 7 of Philippians chapter 2. Instead, it says, He gave up His divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. That's just an incredible verse. In the message, it says this. When the time came, he set aside the privilege of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human, and having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. You see, God... With us, human with us, stepping down from deity to man. Just incredible. He identified with us. Nowhere in Scripture is the contrast between heaven and earth more evident than in Christmas story. All the power that seemed to be in Rome, with Israel being in servitude to Rome, a baby coming doesn't seem to have much power at all. The focus was Rome not a stable and yet the course of mankind was changed when that baby was born in a stable Christmas time is a time of contrast it's just he was there he's here how can that happen how can that take place and yet the scripture is full of these seemingly inconsistencies, these seeming times of, wow, that's just a big leap. How does that happen? This happened. He was there, now he's here. Here's in Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Now that doesn't make sense, does it? And there's a lot of things about the Scripture that cause us to to look and question because it doesn't line up with human reasoning and human thought. It goes against the culture. It goes against our nature. And yet the Christmas story is here, and everything about it makes us rich. So, well, I just want to point out some of those things to you quickly tonight and just kind of give you something to think about and to look at and to understand. When Christ came and left heaven to become a human, what a big step that was. And so much involved in it. First of all, he had a human birth so that we could have a spiritual birth, because he was willing to be born we can be born of heaven. Now, that's just an unbelievable thing. His birth coming here so that you and I could go there. What a great trade-off. We got the best end of that deal. And so that's what it's about. It just makes us rich. He had this birth. But why? So that you and I could have a new birth. Because the scriptures tell us that if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creature and we have a great future. Secondly, he had an earthly mother so that we could have a heavenly father. He was willing to come and be obedient. I mean, there's that verse that talks about when he's 12 teaching in the temple and he's there and his parents come and it says of him, he went back and was obedient to his parents. He was willing to do that so that we could be adopted into his family he came to be a part of an earthly family so that we could be adopted into a heavenly one and so we have this great relationship with God where that now we can call him Abba Father wow he occupied a stable so that we could occupy a mansion We get the better end of that deal too, don't we? In fact, the Bible tells us that, you know, there's a place in heaven that is so great and so wonderful that we can't even imagine the things he's prepared for us. And yet he was willing to come to live in a low condition, not just a stable, you know, I'm not sure how really different that was from normal because those people in those times didn't have a whole lot. And he lived... On earth in that period of time with hardly nothing, right? So that one day we could go to heaven and live in all the luxury of life. We got the better end of that deal, didn't we? He made us rich. So he occupied a stable so we could occupy a mansion. He became subject to human limitations so that we could be set free from sin's limitations. The Bible says that when you come to Christ, sin is no longer your master. You no longer have to give in to it. It no longer has to control you because Christ in you is the one who is now in control, right? If we allow him. And so he was willing to set aside perfection He was willing to set aside a life of glory and of honor of no temptation. And he was willing to come to earth so that he could come to this place and be tempted in every way like us, but yet was without sin. And so he became subject to a lower level so that we could live to a higher level that's a great thing too he was ignored by most of the human race so that we could be a part of heaven's attention now make no mistake about it I believe heaven is about the presence of God I believe that's what makes heaven, heaven. We all tend to get caught up in the mansions and in the place and the clouds and the harps and what am I going to be doing there and what's going on and we got all these questions and answers and I think sometimes we just forget heaven's heaven because God's there. And when God's there, He gets the attention and He now is our focus, our life. He's our fulfillment. He's our joy. He's our peace. He's everything we've ever dreamed of and everything we we could be about it. And yet somehow... You and I are still a part of heaven and what's going on there. In fact, as I read scripture, it says part of the activity of heaven right now is preparing a place for us. Wow, I'm not even there, but yet he's preparing something for me. And so he was willing to come to a place where most people rejected him. The Bible says he came to his own and his own received him not. Right? They ignored Him. They didn't receive Him. They didn't accept Him for what He was. He came, was rejected so that we could be accepted. And one day, we get to go home. And Heaven's home. It's a great place. He left His glory so that we might share His glory. He was willing to come down to us and take us up to Him. I don't know. This fascinates me. I wish I had a better answer for it. Theologically, I can't explain it. But somehow, I don't know how it is, but there are references in Scripture that says, when I get to heaven, I get to share in the glory of God. Now that just fascinates me. Because if I get to share, that glory is something else, isn't it? And yet it tells me that when I get there, his glory becomes my glory. He shares it with me. And so he was willing to leave all of his glory to come down and rescue me, so to speak. To take me with him so that I could share with him his glory. He didn't hoard hoard it all for himself. He wanted to share it. He wanted us to be a part of it and he came to where we were so that we could go to where he is he left his home and came to my home so that he could take me to his house that's the Christmas story that's what that baby born is all about That's what happened in the transaction of God. And we choose to live understanding and yet fully amazed at the principles of which happened at the birth of that baby. And we keep going and living and understanding that he calls us to live like him. He says, look, I I want you to understand something, that the more you keep, the more you lose. And the the more you give, the more you get. And I want you to know that I've left everything so that you could have everything. And I want you to know that if you'll do the same thing in life, you will get more out of life than you could ever imagine. See, life is really worth meaning when I'm willing to give up my life for his life and to live real life for him. To give up my life for another, it increases my life. Willing to love others more than I love myself so that I get more love than I could ever dream of. And yet there's a part of us that wants to hoard and keep it to ourselves, isn't there? I don't know, you know, if we fully grasp how much he gave up when he left and how much we selfishly cling to in this life Because we're unwilling to leave what we have for another. And yet he teaches us over and over again if you'll give like I've given, if you'll love like I love, if you will be the person like I was willing to be. And when we get back to Philippians, we'll pick that up. If you're willing to humble yourself, I'll exalt you, I'll take you to places you can't even believe. Are you willing to give up your life so you can find it? Are you willing to love others and give up your life for them so that you can really live? Are you willing to give love so that you understand what real love is like? And that Christmas story is about the Son of God, God Himself, if you will, taking on the form of a human being, coming to this place, So that you and I could have a whole lot more. Wow. That's what the gift that was given to us. I'll give you everything I've got. I'll lower myself. I'll serve you. I'll die for you so that you can have everything I've got. That's an incredible gift, isn't it? It's a credible understanding of what the Christmas season is really all about. There's a writer by the name of J.B. Phillips. He's a great theologian. And he has a little article that he wrote entitled The Angel's Point of View. This isn't the whole thing, but it's the big part of it. I just put the name there because usually what happens when I read something like this, somebody comes at me, who is that again? Where can I get that? But, but here, here's what he wrote. Once upon a time... A very young angel was being shown round the splendors and glories of the universes by a senior and experienced angel. Tell the truth, the little angel was beginning to be a little tired and a little bored. He had been shown whirling galaxies and blazing suns, and his mind there seemed to be an awful lot of it all. And finally, he was shown a galaxy of which our planetary system is but a small part. And as the two of them drew near to the star, which we call our sun, and to its circling planets, the senior angel pointed to a small, rather insignificant spear turning very slowly on its axis. It looked as dull and as dirty as a tennis ball to the little angel, whose mind was filled with the size of all the glory and all the universes and galaxies he had seen. The senior angel says, I want you to watch that one particularly. Well, it looks really small and rather dirty to me, said the little angel. What's special about that one? That, replied the senior solemnly, is the visited planet. Visited, said the little one. You don't mean visited by, indeed I do that ball which I have no doubt looks to you small and insignificant and not perhaps overclean has been visited by our Prince of Glory. And at these words, he bowed his head reverently. The little angel's face wrinkled in disgust. Do you mean to tell me, he said, hey, you stoop so low as to become one of those creeping, crawling creatures of that floating ball? I do. And I don't think he would like you calling them creeping, crawling creatures in that tone of voice. For strange as it may seem to us, he loves them. He went down to visit them, to lift them up, to become like him. And the little angel looked blank. Such a thought was almost beyond his comprehension. It's beyond ours. God became man became human and dwelt among us we didn't recognize it and you know what truth be told we probably still don't recognize it like we should do we of all that is ours because of his willingness and because of his love for us he became poor so that you and I could become rich so it's Christmas the best gift you will ever get has been given and it gives you more than you can imagine or believe and it truly is the gift that keeps on giving isn't it so I would encourage you this season be in awe not just another little manger scene Be in awe that he became human and dwelt among us. And because of that, we have so much that he gives to us. Be grateful. Be joyful because he is faithful. Lord, tonight, please just stand amazed at this time that we celebrate it's always a reminder of your birth but Lord sometimes we don't understand the vastness of all that was accomplished and all that happened and sometimes we don't get it and sometimes we just think it was another baby being born but there's so much to it than that so help us to remind ourselves of all that you've done that you were willing to give up everything so that we could have everything. You were willing to lay down your life so that we could have life. You were willing to leave heaven so that we could be with you forever. Thank you for being willing to come and dwell among us. Help us to live with that sense of awe and that sense of gratefulness of what you've done. In thy name we pray. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Have a great holiday. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239 if you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.